This episode is about the four areas of leadership and what are actually all the things that go into leading people. It's a big word and it encompasses a lot. So let's talk about what specifically to be on the lookout for as you develop your leadership skills. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the four areas of leadership. And I wanted to talk to you about this because I think there are the terms, first off, the conversation of what is management versus what is leadership. It's a big discussion. And every time I hear this, I understand where the conversation is coming from and why it makes sense to look at leadership versus management. And oftentimes, the most common use distinction is you manage tasks and projects and you lead people, anything that has to do with people. But what actually happens in the way, in the day-to-day -day language and how most people that I work with talk about management versus leadership, one entails the other. So as you're managing a team, you're leading a team, uh, it has to do with projects and work, but it also has to do with people. So for the sake of this podcast and in most of my conversations and how I use the terminology, when I talk about managing, I'm not just talking about tasks. I also include people leadership because a manager is usually responsible for people and hence is doing leadership tasks. So I wanted to get that out of the way, but let's talk about specifically when we talk about managing and leading people, what are we actually looking at? So I put together a list of what are some of the key topics and themes that leaders have to consider and develop and grow as they expand their influence in a leadership role. And this is in random order. So there's goal setting, meaning to look at company goals, but then breaking it down for your team and then breaking it down for individuals on your team. So it's a little more complicated than just setting your own goals that you would maybe as an IC. Motivating employees. Can you even motivate employees? And if so, in which ways can you engage them and make their work more fun, more enticing, more energy giving versus energy draining? So they want to invest and they want to grow with you and give their best. So how do you bring out the best in people? Coordinating work, actually coordinating workflows and coordinating work assignments and responsibilities. Hiring people having a pipeline of people and talent that you could hire, even if you're currently experiencing a hiring freeze, then actually going through the interview process, identifying top talent, then getting them to sign a contract and onboarding them into your team and into the organization, setting expectations, not just for their work output, but also in terms of behaviors that you expect and values that you expect to be honored or cultivated on the team. Giving feedback on an ongoing basis, what we call performance coaching, as well as in performance reviews, 
performance management, if someone isn't performing well, how do you handle those conversations? Training someone, so helping someone learn and grow in terms of skills and competencies overall to help them elevate on your team. Managing and running meetings in an effective way presenting to your team and conveying messages, being the translator and sometimes the bridge between your team and upper management, upper leadership, as well as managing up. So not only are you taking information, you're passing it on to your team from above and sideways, but also you're doing this the other way around where you're advocating on behalf of your team and updating other people on what's going on on your team which then also includes stakeholder management, managing up and managing across. And we use the skills of influence, persuasion, decision-making skills, and developing a system for effective information tracking and information sharing. Those are all skills that fall within that scope of people leadership and managing a team. Now, this was a long running list. And what's actually really interesting, if you think about this, is there is not any other job that I can think of that has so many different responsibilities and high stake responsibilities. We're talking about people and people's careers. We talk about people's well-being. We look at statistics. I think it's like one in five says their boss is the most stressful part of their day. It's not the kids. It's not the commute. It's not the household responsibilities, not the work in itself. It's their boss. So as a manager, this is a significant responsibility. Yet. It comes with zero to very little training or support other than managing people and moving into leadership. And so that is the thing, obviously, you hear me talk about this a lot. I want to shout this from the rooftops. It is not okay to move people into leadership roles without providing training and support. I can't think of any other job with comparable responsibilities that includes no to little training for the people in those roles, other than moving people into leadership roles. And that is the impact we want to have and the things that we specifically want to change. The big part of our work is focused on supporting first-time managers as they're transitioning into leadership to equip them and support them with the right tools and skills to be set up for success not just because that makes their job more fun and easier and fulfilling, but also because it directly impacts the level of engagement and the performance and the retention of the people on their team. Now, okay, so that is one part. When we first move into leadership, we have to acknowledge a lot of new things that for all other jobs, we will go to school for probably years or take lengthy trainings and get certifications to feel equipped and be equipped to then fulfill the job responsibility, not with management. And that's got to change. Not only for us individually as leaders, we have to acknowledge the fact that hey, this is really new and I have to invest in it but also as companies as a whole to recognize the importance of this transition and the impact that a sloppy transition or a unsupported transition can have on these new managers and their teams as well, and ultimately on the organization. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system 
not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. So that's one thing, but now let's look at what happens after. So once someone has onboarded and these leaders have started to feel more confident with their new responsibilities, the list of things that I've just went through and lots more that they feel like, okay, I'm getting a handle. I see how things start to flow. I feel like I'm meeting my boss's expectations. My team is doing well. I'm getting overall pretty good feedback. That is where we feel more grounded and that initial steep learning curve is about to settle a little bit. So anytime we're going through a growth curve that goes up and then we settle a little bit and we stabilizes, that's part of the process. And as we're stabilizing, we're soon then going to look at, okay, now what's next? This feels good. So what is my next level? And if you're in a situation where you're looking at, okay, what is my next level? Or you're still trying to make sense of what leadership really entails. I suggest that you think about four specific areas. The areas include self-leadership, which is an ongoing effort and the core of leadership in itself. So leading yourself, how do you manage your time? How do you manage your emotions? How do you keep track of commitments and work? How do you set boundaries, for example? How do you establish trust? How do you have a growth mindset, always looking to learn, to solicit feedback, to take on feedback without being defensive or only reactive, all these things that are core to becoming a strong leader that other people want to be led by are based on self-leadership. So that's a big aspect of leadership, although it doesn't involve any other people. The second part after self-leadership is to lead one person. So this is the relationship between you and one other individual. That individual is looking to you to say, help me grow in my job, help me grow in my career, help me feel safe and heard in this job. That is the expectation that employees have on their manager. So how do you meet their expectation, but also cultivate a culture or an environment where they want to and can meet your expectations? So that direct dialogue, and that involves goal setting, setting expectations, performance coaching, feedback, career conversations. It involves the ongoing support with them, training aspects, and so forth. That is the second aspect. Then the third aspect of leadership is how do you manage a team? And that becomes significantly more important as you elevate as a leader. So initially, a first-time manager, you might have a small team, one person, maybe two, maybe three. And 
once you have two, three people on a team, it starts to feel like an actual team and the dynamic will change. You have four or five people and all of a sudden you start to think about, oh, how do I not become the dependent person and everyone comes to me because establish this one-to-one relationship, but how do I create a team environment where I'm just one component of it, but we're a team. And as the team grows and over time, you start to maybe manage other managers and then they have their teams. How do you run that whole department or that bigger team now at that point? That's the next level that you have to start to think about. How do you build these relationships? How do you create an environment of trust and psychological safety? How do you track decisions that were made? How you'd ensure proper information flow? How do you create engagement and break down silos? How do you nurture creativity on the team? How do you prepare them for risks coming down the road? How do you set the team up so it's able to address the needs of the organization? Those are higher level conversations or topics that you have to start to consider. And for you to learn how to do this will be part of your skill building or leadership development journey. And then the fourth aspect of growing as a leader will be related to the things that you do to foster relationships with your peers and your other stakeholders. That includes your boss, your boss's boss, and other people, I want to say like higher up or in other departments of the organization, not just to build and have strong relationships so that you could maybe be promoted in the future. That's one aspect, but more importantly, so that your team becomes integrated in the organization, that it feels like you're connecting the dots, you're able to break down silos, and you're taking a stance of, I am here as a leader of the organization, not just a leader to my team. One of the biggest issues I hear from senior leadership is that their managers, especially mid-level managers, think way too much only about their team and not nearly enough about how they can support the organization's goals and how can they work across different departments and break those silos. The aspects of building relationships really a means to an end where you're able to have information flow between teams, where you're able to work cross-departmentally, where you're able to personally connect the dots and then help you identify the right strategies for your field of expertise, your scope of responsibilities, your team, as well as start to engage in broader conversations of the organization strategies that are somewhat independent of what your team actually does. And then on top of that, as we're thinking about leading up and across, a big part of that is to advocate for your team on behalf of your team as well, and to make sure that your team feels represented in that leadership room and that they can trust you, that you have their back, that you are out there fighting the fight for your team as needed and as appropriate. So let me quickly recap the four areas of leadership to consider and to focus on developing are leading yourself, and that will never stop, leading a direct report, leading a team, and then leading up and across. Those are the four areas of leadership. 
Now, we have a program that's called the Leadership Advisory Program that focuses specifically on these four pillars. And we're doing those together in a group as well as in one-on-one -on -one conversations between me and the participants to flush out what it takes for them to reach the next level in each individual area. So that's a six-month program. Now, if you are not new to leadership, but you have some experience under your belt and you're thinking about yeah, okay, I get it. Those are the four aspects. And I want to grow, but I'm not sure how to grow in each of them. Then the Leadership Advisory Program might be right for you. I'm going to drop the link below in the comments. But even if it's not the right fit for you, or this is not the right time for you, consider what are you doing in each area. So take a sheet of paper or a digital document and write down how are you currently supporting your own growth in the area of self-leadership? What are you doing to become better as it relates to leading yourself? Or maybe you want to start with identifying what are the areas you want to actually work on in that area? Then move on to what's going well with leading a direct report and where do you maybe have some gaps in those relationships? Do the same for how to manage a team and then do the same for managing up and across identify in each area, what are the current gaps and what are you doing to close the gaps? That will help you figure out what is your personal leadership development plan as you look to maybe the rest of 2023 based on the timing of the release of this podcast or beyond whatever the time is that you're listening or watching this. Being in a leadership role is a responsibility like we talked about in the beginning. And with that responsibility comes the requirement that you're investing in growing yourself. When you as the leader grow, everyone on the team will be able to grow as well. And just as much as it's a responsibility for you to give feedback, to set goals, it's also a responsibility for you to invest in your own leadership growth. That is an ongoing journey. Even the CEOs of big enterprises, most of them still work on their leadership goals, most likely have at least one executive coach that they work with in order to continue their growth and be able for the next level of responsibilities. That is part of the job. And I encourage you to think about this and maybe take this as a moment of reflection. Maybe this inspired you to spend a few minutes on looking at the four areas and identifying what is the next step for you in each of those. Thank you so much for tuning in. That is a wrap for this week's episode. I'll see you back next week on the Manager Track podcast. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.